How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Music Matters Media Show. Eric and I are celebrating our 100th episode today. I cannot believe it. We are 100 episodes in. Eric, how do you feel about that? I'm somewhat still in denial. Like 100? <laughs> wow. Boy, does time fly. I'll tell you that much. It does, man. It does. And honestly, what better way to mark our 100th than by talking about the long-awaited One More Time album by Blink-182. Oh man, I've been dying to get on here and talk about this one. One More Time by Blink-182 marks the return of Tom DeLonge, and the record came out on October 20th of this year, and I cannot wait to finally be discussing it. There's just, I'm way too excited. We just have to jump right in. Let's go for it, man. With Edging, their big comeback single that came out over a year ago at this point. And wow, did they really mean it when (laughs) they released the song Edging? Because wow, didn't they really edge us for the past year now? They continued the rollout within like the month leading up to the album. But uh, it's crazy. They dropped Edging. They dipped out. They went on a tour U.S. tour this year, which I got to see, which I will definitely talk about in a later episode. And now we finally have the album in full. Yeah, and prior to listening to this album, like in the moments, or should I say minutes, leading up to listening to this album, I was full of expectations, which I know is something that I shouldn't do, and it's something I try to avoid whenever possible. But, I mean, let's be honest, this was Tom coming back to the band It had been years, you know, Matt Skiba had just departed the band, so reasonably so. I was asking myself, is this going to go back to them having their signature sound? Do they still have it? Will it, you know, impact the same way? Or will they be different? And let me just say, what an album, honestly. (laughs) Like, I was really just... Like after I listened to it, I didn't know what to what to think of it. Kind of like with So Much for Stardust by Fall Out Boy. Because again, similar to, to them, you know, it had been a while. Blink's last album was released in 2019, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then Blink's last work with Tom was technically back in 2012 with Dogs Eating Dogs, the EP. And their last full-length album with Tom was back in 2011 with Neighborhoods. So so it's been a long time coming. But the one thing that I truly feel this time around, as opposed to back then with Neighborhoods, is listening to this album, you can feel the difference 
between the two albums. Not to knock Neighborhoods at all. It's a solid album. In fact, it actually aged beautifully. I think that it got a lot of flack when it first was released and a lot of people were ragging on it. And I think over time, it's become a lot of people's favorite album or at least in their top five of Blink's discography. So not a knock to to Neighborhoods. It's definitely up there for me as well. However, you cannot compare the feeling back then with the feeling now because it genuinely feels by listening to this album front to back, seeing the interview with Zane Lowe, seeing them on tour together throughout this year, that the brotherhood and the bond has reformed and it just feels entirely different. You can tell that they're in a different headspace. You can tell that there's more unity now more than ever and you can tell that they're genuinely having fun again and enjoy being around each other again and they all individually and together had to go through incredibly hard obstacles to get to this point but you feel the end result by listening to this album you can feel that yeah I absolutely agree it it feels like a cohesive piece of work rather than just a bunch of odds and ends thrown together to make a composite like neighborhoods did to me yeah back then it still felt forced you felt angels and airwaves elements you felt plus 44 elements you felt travis with his side projects but was it a whole cohesive project from front to back did it feel like a united front no not as much as the feeling now fast forward to now with one more time yeah and to your point i still do hear the angels and airwaves plus 44 mix within this album the only difference now is that it's tied beautifully into their signature sound exactly well said eric because of course with them being them that's part of their individual identities and their are always going to be traces of their signature sound from each band and just who they are as musicians. However, they're able to tie it together into something that's blink and not so much as just sounding like a side project leftover. And that, I agree, also makes a hell of a big difference when comparing One More Time to Neighborhoods, which felt really disjointed and... Obviously, you know, the rest is history with Tom leaving just a couple of years later back in 2015 and, and that whole announcement and him parting ways with the band. But yeah, one more time, man. What a hell of an album. It's been such a long time coming. A part of me is still in disbelief where I have to pinch myself and be like, wow, he's really back in Blink. Not that I ever closed that door fully. But at the same time, I was still trying to be practical with where they were at, meaning Mark and Travis, and then also where Tom was at with all these other projects that he was doing at the time and pretty much coming to terms with, yeah, maybe they'll get together again in the future to do a one-off here or something like that. But never in my wildest dreams imagining that not only are they back together, but they are back for good. Yeah, I mean, I even told you this when we spoke about this uh, last year, when you sent me that video of them having that little promo with edging playing in the background, I had to do a double take 
because my mind didn't register that that was Tom DeLonge I was looking at. I, th I actually thought it was Matt. But then when I looked back at the video, I'm like, oh my god, is that Tom? And then, like, you know, hearing his voice again in the context of Blink after so long, it was jarring back then. But it's even more jarring now because now the entire body of work is right in front of us. And so what separates the last album from this one is the, the fact that it still didn't feel like their hearts were in it completely. It still just yeah. felt like, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't say that they phoned it in, but it, it, it didn't really feel like they were all on the same page in terms of really wanting to be back in the band. But now the stakes are so much higher, especially now after, after Mark having beaten cancer and just everybody being put through the ringer. The stakes are so much higher. And to me, this album felt every bit as much of a, a, a catharsis as it was, you know, just a new beginning for the band, like really asserting to themselves and to their fans, you know, this is, we're sure that this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives. We don't ever want to take a break from this ever again. And this is our burden of proof to you guys that, uh, that we're here for good. And mean it. Exactly. And mean it. That's the most important part. And you can tell that the intention to do that really comes across in the songwriting. I feel like it beautifully mixes the nostalgia of their classic albums with the more modern sounds that they've decided to give a chance to and experiment with. And of course, as we agreed, it mixes the sounds of their side projects beautifully. So let me just get the lyrics out of the way first, because I feel like the lyrics are probably i mean yes they're as important as the music but lyrically this is where this album really just takes you for a ride just because of the journey that these guys have all been through individually and you know collectively uh obviously the centerpiece is about them and their relationships to each other as friends as a band and they're not shy about putting that uh front and center on this album you know almost every song really has to do with uh with their relationships to each other what they've been through what they mean to each other and their intention to stay together for good this time and a lot of these songs really do hit really close to the to oh the heart, yeah you know? they pull on the heartstrings for sure yeah. i mean this is a blink 182 rebirth this album is just truly incredible it has every emotion you could possibly have it's super fun at times it's super dark at times it's super heartfelt at times it has the old blink nostalgia factor to it tied in like you said with the more modern blink they experimented within the album which is really cool they took risks but at the same time they didn't stray too far from what we've known to appreciate and love about blink so all in all, I mean, for uh, Return to Form, it's just, it really blew my mind. And listen, I've been listening to this album on repeat since it came out. Same. Of course, there's going to be somewhat of a recency bias, right? Because it just came out and everything is super fresh still. And we're all still very hyped up that Tom is back in the band and listening to these songs with him and Mark again and Travis. And it's just... It's kind of surreal almost, right? But I have to tell you, putting that aside, I really truly believe in my heart of hearts that returning to this a year from now, two, three, four, five years from now, this album is going to go down as one of their classics as adults. I really do believe that, that with time, this album will go down 
as one of their classic albums as adults. I stand by that. I mean, when it came to California releasing and Nine releasing, I I don't believe that those albums are just throwaway albums. However, we can't lie to ourselves. We have to be honest here. There was always going to be something missing. There was always going to be the elephant in the room of Tom not being on those albums and that being a weird part of Blink's legacy. Even though credit to Matt, 100%, I'm not knocking Matt. I actually really appreciated Matt filling in that role and contributing in whatever way he could to keep Blink alive and going. So nothing towards Matt at all. It's just... Blink isn't Blink without those three guys. And even to as far as to go all the way back to Buddha and Cheshire Cat and Ranch, I still believe that. They were the original group. Of course, you had Scott Rayner and Mark and Tom. But with Scott being in the band and Matt being in the band, you can tell the difference in the quality of the music and, and the sound and the lyrics and everything. That Not that it was bad, per se, but it was just a totally different type of Blink than what Blink really is. It's almost like a shell of Blink-182, whereas when you have Travis and when you have Mark and when you have Tom, because I would say the same thing, just backing up really quick, I would say the same thing if Travis were to walk away from the band or Mark would no longer be a part of the band. It has nothing to do with how much I appreciate Tom as a musician it has everything to do with those three guys are Blink. You heard it from Travis himself in that interview with Zane Lowe. Shout out to to that interview. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, please go watch it. Crucial to watch it and then listen to the album. It's just it's a, such a nice companion piece to get a behind the scenes grasp of what went into this album, the emotion behind it. Yeah, and they're every bit as honest on that interview as they are on the album. I mean, you're right. It is a really good companion piece. And also, like you said, you get some pretty cool tidbits of information about the album that you may not have known. And it makes more sense when you're listening to the album. Yeah, yeah. Knowing those tidbits of knowledge. Yeah, exactly. But to to your point, I do think you're right. You know, Tom... Mark and Travis together came up with a sound that only they could have come up with when they did. And so because all of their classic albums were written, you know, with all three of their heads coming together, moving forward without any one of them just sounds so off-putting. That's not to say that it doesn't sound good. Exactly. But it it just sounds weird. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it literally doesn't feel like them because that fingerprint that's there you know, it's so unique to them that anybody else stepping in and trying to fill in their shoes, hats off to them, of course, hats off to Matt for doing his best, but it just doesn't feel the same. And that's not anybody's fault. It's it's just what the situation is. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And like I said before, not to knock Matt, not to knock Scott, greatly appreciate both of their contributions to this band and the band's legacy but it's really when Travis came into play and the three of them got together and started making music where that to me was Blink and the DNA the core DNA of what Blink-182 is is those three guys so with that being said I mean this album is such a banger (laughs) such a banger can we just talk about 
how wildly good this album is because I had high expectations myself. You know this, Eric. I'm a diehard Blink-182 fan. I'm so glad we're talking about this for a hundredth episode. What better way, as you said before, because I think for the most part, like I said, this album has everything for everybody in it. It has a darker side. It has a vulnerable side from the guys. It has a lot of fun and enjoyment and the jokes are still there and the nostalgia factor is still there and there's songs on there that feel like a first date, a rock show. And then you have deeper cuts where you feel those influences of plus 44 in there where you're like, wow, that's a real Mark Bridge or a real Mark verse that sounds like it could be lifted from plus 44. Same thing with Tom with Angels and Airwaves where you can see those influences. And then you have Travis drumming like a beast as always throughout, but really helping to tie in everything together through not only his drumming, but also his production. And his vocals. Some fans vocals. will be surprised to learn that uh, we got a he treat. sings. He sings on a couple of these songs, and he sounds awesome, you know? But, uh, yeah, I segueing into my next point, I know I spoke about my opinions lyrically, but musically, yeah, this album is absolutely quite a ride. I mean, it, it brings the nostalgia into play. I mean, all you have to do is look at the title to Anthem Part 3. You know what you're in for. <sighs> so good. So good. I... I out of like all the songs on this album, I think this is the one where I was like begging not to be let down because with the title anthem, I mean, come on, if if you know part one and two, exactly the legacy of both of those songs, yeah, you know how amazing those songs are. So of course you don't want to be let down for part three, and I'm so happy that I wasn't let down musically and especially not lyrically. Now, question, because I did this, I wanted to know if you did this. After listening through the album, did you go back and listen to the other anthems and then listen to part three? Uh, I actually did not. It's so cool because you can literally hear the growth within the band. I, I definitely suggest everybody listening to go do that and you, Eric, to go do that when you have the time. Go back, listen to the first one, listen to the second one, and then now listen to part three. And it's just truly incredible it, it makes me really emotional to see the progression and to see the growth within the band it's almost like looking back at your younger self and sharing the wisdom that you have now with your younger self and uh it's just it's really cool to listen to it that way so definitely suggest that yeah i'll definitely ch- uh i'll definitely give that a chance for sure i'd love to hear what that sounds like to compare all three of them next to each other uh, elaborating a little bit more on that song, I mean, from the opening notes, you know, just to hear Tom's signature guitar again, and then just to hear his voice, which his voice sounds amazing on this album, you know, I, I really had high hopes for his voice in terms of what he would sound like just coming back to his old role. Sounds amazing, you know. Of course, you and I both knew he did already based on our previous review of Life Forms. He's still got it. But it sounds awesome to hear him be that snotty punk kid again. Yeah, because there's a totally different voice that Tom has for Angels versus what he has for Blink. And unless you really pay attention to to both, you might not acknowledge that. But there's a clear difference between yeah, definitely. Tom in AVA and Tom in Blink. So I'm so glad that 
obviously not only did he return to sing these songs but he sang it in true blink fashion yeah exactly in the original way exactly and like i said you know it he hasn't lost it and that's what i love so much to hear him and mark go back and forth again the verses just feel so different i feel like with matt he was more like a supporting character in a film yeah whereas with mark and tom they're both co-leads Yes, totally agree. And you need that contrast in Blink. That's what makes, that's part of, anyway, that's part of what makes Blink Blink is you have Tom's higher pitched snotty sound and then you have Mark's lower register and together it's just such a combo that you can't hear that anywhere else. I mean, where else are you going to hear two voices like that? Prime example with Mark and Matt before really getting to understand and process Matt's part in the band and listening through, initially it could be hard for some people to distinguish between the two voices because they're not that far apart. Whereas with Tom and Mark, you know what's a Tom song, you know what's a Mark song, you know who's singing, even if they're on the same song, when they are singing. So Right. And another thing that was a huge welcome was Tom's guitar riffs. I mean, come on. You know, you've said this before. It's his bread and butter. And to hear that come back front and center, I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, apart from his vocal style, which is his trademark that everybody knows him for, arguably the you know second biggest thing that he's known for is his riffs. And we got plenty of those all throughout, sprinkled throughout this album. Plenty. I mean, come on. The song Terrified. Crazy song. Banger. Banger. Crazy song. And what makes it better is that it is a... Boxcar. Yes, it's a boxcar racer if that he saved. Yes. And I I believe that it was a Tom... No, I believe it was a Travis's suggestion, no? It was supposed to be a boxcar racer song originally. At that point... Tom and Mark hadn't reconciled yet and hadn't spoken yet and everything was still pretty much up in the air whether Tom were to be returning to Blink or not even though Travis low-key behind the scenes was really trying to push that along so shout out to Travis because he really helped in being the glue to get this band back together but more importantly get these guys back together and I think in combination with unfortunately the devastating news about mark's stage four cancer and that announcement when tom found out and the world found out that mark had stage four cancer at the time then all bets were off the table and tom was very persistent spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the interview but tom was very persistent in being a part of mark's life and making sure that they mended whatever was broken at the time and so between that and Travis assisting on a musical front and trying to get the band back together between the the two mending their relationship personally and privately first and foremost and then turning it into the music that we have now today I mean it's just uh it's it's a beautiful thing but yeah so originally That was supposed to be a boxcar racer song and Mark was able to appreciate the song and kind of put that grudge that he might have had to the side because for those that may not know, when Tom 
created Boxcar Racer and then recruited Travis as a drummer. Mark got very upset by that, which understandably so at the time. I think it just completely went over Tom's head and he wasn't necessarily thinking about how that would make Mark feel. And at the time that caused a huge rift within Blink-182. So fast forward now all these years later, Mark was able to finally put that at rest thankfully and just appreciate the song for what it was and that's how we have it on this album under the blink moniker and what a riff what a riff what a vocal by tom my god that that's definitely one of the standouts for me such a banger so good and then of course you have f face everybody knows what we're talking about yeah yeah. you know uh of course a throwback to both uh tom and travis's punk roots and that was cool to hear both Tom and Travis go back and forth between their vocals. Yeah. Along with, shout out to Tim Armstrong from Rancid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another legend. Another legend, yes. So I'm glad that they were able to use that for this project as well. Very cool because originally that was going to go to a separate hardcore project that Travis was working on separately. But um, yeah, I love that it was included here as one of the interludes. Yeah, and and then, of course, I mean, Mark, just to talk about him for a minute, I mean... You know, I was actually genuinely concerned about Mark's vocal and how he was going to sound post-chemo, post-everything that he went through with surviving and beating stage 4 cancer. So, shout out to Mark for just persevering and just... it's, It's incredible that he's here, really. So, with that being said, the fact that he's making music is you know and continues to make music is unbelievable but I was genuinely concerned moving forward of how he was going to sound if things were going to be different for him physically because you never know you never know how going through such severe chemo is going to affect your body long term yeah definitely because like he said in the Zane Lowe interview he had to relearn how to do a lot of things because of all of the stress his body was put through But let me tell you guys, Mark sounds the best that he's sounded in years. He is, oh my god, his voice is phenomenal. The Mark songs on this album are incredible. Let me just... Bad news? That's, oh my god, that is probably... Banger. Definitely, if not my favorite Mark song, my favorite song on this entire album. It is so good. Other Side? Completely underrated. I love that song. From what I've gathered... I love Other Side. From what I've gathered from Blink fans, they're sleeping on this song. I don't they know. They really are. To me, bad how news. They could be. Bad news and other side could have been plus 44 songs, my opinion. So good. And let me just also say with bad news, everybody takes it so literally that Mark gets on a song and and sings it and then that means that that song has to coincide with his actual real life. Newsflash, guys, if you really want to take a deep dive into it, I'm not going to go on the record and say that this is exactly what the song is about because at the end of the day, only those three guys know what the song is about. But if you pay attention to the lyrics, it's clearly about Tom's divorce because this comes a few years later, post-divorce. So I think that Tom wrote the song and had Mark sing the song to kind of throw it that curveball out there and then people were like what mark's the only one that's been happily married and never divorced and him and sky are my mom and dad 
<laughs> and I'm like, guys, come on. Not everything that they sing you have to take so literally. And it might not even be that. It could just be a pop punk banger because it is. It's just a straight up pop punk song, mm-hmm. which I yeah. love because it shows that they still have that in them no yeah. matter how much they experiment with alternative sounds and yeah. synths. And yeah, they're still going. They're still capable of going back to their dude ranch days. Exactly. That's what it reminds me of. You are yeah. right, though. I feel because it, it would make sense if your theory is correct, because one of my only complaints about that song is that Tom doesn't sing more. It's a Mark led song. Yeah, definitely. It would have been cool to hear Tom's voice more a little, at least maybe in the chorus or maybe on a couple of other lines. But yeah, that's definitely not a stretch. Then with Other Side, I love that it's actually a tribute. I don't know if you know this, Eric, but it's a tribute to Mark's bass tech that passed away. No, I did not know that. Yeah, so the lyrics are super heartfelt, super meaningful. Such a good song. I can't believe how much this song has gone under the radar. Yeah, it's a really, it's, yeah, it's also another one of my favorites. But you want to talk about heartfelt. I mean, come on, you don't know what you've got. And one more time. You don't know what you've got. Let me tell you, this is another one that's extremely underrated from what I've seen. Really? Yeah, really. Wow, Even I, I didn't expect that. They released it as a single literally right before they dropped the album in full, but even with all that, I see people just, you know, skimming through it, skipping over it, oh, that's not appreciating a, it as much. That's, that's a mistake, guys. It's a These really These are some awesome of song. the most quality Mark lyrics that we have heard in such a long time yeah yeah. those verses they're like a kick in the chest for me listening to those verses he's the most vulnerable on this song and of course one more time but on this song specifically about his stage four cancer and everything that he went through during that time is just so incredibly moving and how can it not bring you to tears yeah listening to something like that yeah the fact that it's such a such a song that hits close to to the heart i mean it's a mistake to really skip over it guys now going to one more time Woo! amazing song Woo-wee. So i mean of course this song is very much on the nose yeah to yeah. what they've gone through individually and as mm-hmm. a band yeah but anybody that knows their history knows their story it really is a tearjerker I honestly can't help but listen to that song and just really feel like uh, really emotional there. In an interview, Mark put it on the Mount Rushmore Blink-182 songs. That's how much it means to him. That's not a stretch. I mean, what a song. Tom's vocal is really, uh, really amazing on this one. Everybody's on fire on this song. And check out the video. It's very oh. nostalgic. Very nostalgic, it's but perfect. be it's ready, perfect be ready to have tissues with you because, wow. The perfect video to go with this song. It literally goes throughout their entire history as a band. It makes references to all the other music videos that they did throughout their career and just really notable moments that happened throughout their career. And it's just, oh man, that's what really drove it home for me was not only listening to the song but watching that video so please yes do yourself a favor if you haven't by now go check that video out Whew, i mean i you can t- completely understand that this was the sentiment throughout the whole record hence why the record is called one more time mm-hmm. yeah 
And I'm not sure which one of them it was that mentioned it. But yeah, One More Time wasn't about, you know, just them making this album and then disappearing and never to be heard from again. Because I know there were people that were curious about that leading up to the record. If One More Time was going to be a reference to, okay, we got one more in us and then we're done as a band. No. no, it's more like, okay, let's try this one more time and let's not mess this up anymore. That's what it was. Let's try this one more time and let's mean it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And really quick, I want to talk about the interludes because this album has three interludes in total. We have Turn This Off, we have Hurt, and we have F Face. So out of the three interludes, which one did you like the most? How did you feel about each of them? Let's just talk about them for a second. So, great segue because other another one of my standouts personally is the Hurt interlude. Really? Yeah, huh. I really loved it. I just thought it was an amazing piece, placed perfectly on the album, by the way. And I just I loved Tom's vocal on it. I thought it was a callback to Angels and Airwaves, and I also love the electronic elements in it as well. And the lyrics are really just awesome. You know, I, I just think it's a classic Tom song that could have fit either on an Angels and Airwaves album or on a Blink album. I'm glad it made it to this album. And out of those three, it's probably my favorite just because it sounds uh, sounds different. You know, it sounds otherworldly. I just feel like his voice soars on this album. But uh, the other two, I, I appreciate the humor of Turn This Off. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be classic Blink without a joke song thrown in there. Of course. I appreciate the humor for Turn This Off, and I appreciate the punk ferocity of F-Face. Yeah, I completely agree with you in the sense that I believe that the three interludes have something different to offer. Each song has something unique to contribute to the album. You have the joke song, Turn This Off, which classic Blink. You know, you have the nostalgia factor there that they still have that humor. Then you have F-Face, which is a straight-up punk song to show how much that they could just rip it. Yeah, and a callback to my first punk song from yep. Boxcar Racer. Yep, that song really thrashes. And then you have the Hurt interlude, which probably, out of the three, would actually be my least favorite of the interludes. And I only say that because, to me, it leans too much into Angels and Airwaves territory, mm, gotcha. where I feel like this was a leftover, just an unfinished Angels and Airwaves song that Tom kind of made an interlude and, and put on here. I appreciate that they threw it in there for experimental purposes to just sprinkle the album with these interludes that are all that all give something different and contribute different things towards the album. But for me personally, it's just way too much of an a Angels and Airwaves vibe for me to call it a, a Blink song. That's fair, and that totally makes sense. And I can I can understand why again, like even I admit that it is definitely experimental and probably sounds I guess the weirdest for lack of a better term on this album. But because this album is experimental enough as it is, I that's why for me it, it does make sense to have it on there. But Eric, you know what's an experiment that works on this album, in my opinion? What? Blink Wave, yes, man. I love that song. Blink love Wave. Blink Wave. Super dancey, super eighties. Yeah. Definitely. I know that they said that Fell in Love has the Cure influence in it and has that type of vibe, which they credited the Cure on it. Totally can understand why. But to me, this is the full-blown 
80s yeah definitely poppy bouncy Mm -hmm. super fun super dancey i like this vibe i think that they did take a risk it's something different that's not necessarily in their wheelhouse and it paid off yeah definitely what's funny though is like just speaking about matt skiba for a little to me personally blink wave could also be a song that they could have written with him i feel like you think so to me that's fell in love I listened to Fell in Love, mm. and I'm like, oof, this sounds like it could be thrown on California for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Fell in Love, that's the one song that I didn't like on this oh, album. Oh, okay. So we're just getting right into it. Okay. So that yeah. that was your least favorite off of this album? By far. By far? Yes. Wow, by far. But and not even musically, lyrically. I It just wasn't doing it for me. Apparently, just before you get into it, apparently this song is about Travis and Courtney's love story, and that's mm. why it was thrown on here. That it's uh, it's based off of that. Just to give you some gotcha. some context. Gotcha. I I don't know. I just I don't mind that it's a love song, and because they've written love songs, you know, we're no stranger to that. And they're great at love songs. Yeah, exactly. Like the the lyrics just feel kind of lazy to me. They don't really say anything. That They're too generic been... for you? Yes, exactly. That's the right word. Too generic. I, I just feel like they barely put any effort into the lyrics. Travis also makes an appearance on that song. You hear him on One More Time, and you hear him on Fell in Love. He sings, When I Look Back, during uh, the pre-chorus. Yeah. I don't know. This song in particular didn't do it for me. I just think that... That's fair. I just feel like it's a song that could have been written a little differently and maybe then it would have uh, had more of an impact on me listen when it came out as a single a lot of people including myself were pretty underwhelmed just in comparison to the other singles that were released up until the album because even though they left us edging for an entire year as the album rollout approached they were dropping single after single after single and in comparison to the singles before it It was pretty underwhelming. However, with repeated listens, it kind of grew on me. I'm not going to lie. It kind of grew on me. Definitely, you know, not my favorite song off the album by far, but also not my least favorite song off the album. That makes sense. If you could believe it or not. And since we're talking about our least favorites of the album, might as well get mine out the way. My least favorite song off the album is Childhood. That was originally my least favorite. Not because, per se, the lyricism on the song. I think the lyrics are doable. I understand where they were going in their approach. Are they the best lyrics? Nah, you know. I think I might know why it's your least favorite. But it's the production on the song, the distortion in the vocals, the auto-tune, the, you know, the vocal effects. It just completely takes me out of the song altogether and in comparison to the rest of the album and what the rest of the album has to offer to me hands down this is the weakest link and kind of an off-putting way to to end the album yeah i get where they were going with it they were ambitious with it it was another one of those experimental songs which i do appreciate a band trying to reach for new heights and trying new things and for majority of the time on here, it works for them. For me personally, this song is just one that I just can't get into. I That was originally going to be my least favorite for part of the reason that you stated. Uh, 
the fact that it's what they chose to end the album on, I figured what a very anticlimactic note to end on. At least that's what was my first impression as I was listening to it. Then Travis did something that Oh, I know where you're I going did not with this. Like, I did not like this at all. <laughs> he he basically edged me. And maybe anybody else. I know where you're else. going with this. I really Can thought I say that, it? Can I say it? I've been I know wanting you to... so freaking well. I know you so freaking well. No, you know what? I've been dying to say this myself. Go ahead. So. Go for it. Go for it. I, knew, <laughs> I know where this is going. I know where this is going. Go ahead. Basically, I thought, and maybe this was a mistake on my part, because <laughs> there are certain moments in music that can't be recreated no matter how hard you try. And I'd, I'd be willing to say this was one of them. I really thought he would give me a part two to the it. ending of <laughs> to it. the ending of I'm Lost Without You. I genuinely <laughs> thought I was going to get that. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to do it? I remember how much that song blew you away back then when you first listened to it. It's because it was my first time really listening to Blink-182. And, and that was because of you. To this day, I know how much that song means to you. And let me tell you, when I played this album through for the first time and didn't know where it was going either... And then the way that it ended like that, I thought of you immediately, Eric. Immediately. <laughs> and you can imagine my disappointment when it just faded away yep. into nothingness. What I'm a like, tease. What a tease. It wasn't like Anthem Part 3 where the song kicks off and then midway throughout the song turns into a complete banger. And then, yeah. you know, just freaking goes from zero to a hundred. Where you're like, oh, yeah, that really took off and, and that paid off. Yeah, yeah. But the closing it out with childhood, you get the opposite effect. I know. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, if, if Travis gives me this moment where he just does some kind of tribute to I'm Lost Without You, I will love this song. I will take back what I said about not liking <laughs> it and I'll be fine with it. And then it didn't happen. And then I was like, oh. But... You know what? You can't always get what you want, but like I said, you know, I I I'm not too big a fan of the song, but I'll take Childhood over over Fell in Love. That's fair. That's fair. They're definitely the weaker songs on the album as a whole. I think we could both agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to some of the highlights real quick, just because I don't want to overlook anything. You have Turpentine. Yeah. You have When We Were Young. Mhm. Just Turpentine. Tom, hilarious, yeah. Yeah. first of all, the way that it ends. <laughs> the way he starts and the way he ends it. Yeah, because he does switch it up in the middle. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you catch that. He switches up the pronunciation in the middle. And mm -hmm. then so I thought that was really clever by the time that the song ended. But just that song is a full on banger. Yeah, definitely. As, for a Tom song. When We Were Young, it's just great song. really takes off. It reminds me of Neighborhoods, personally. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get a Neighborhoods vibe listening to that song. And we can't forget Dance With Me. Such a banger. A tribute to the Ramones. They even spoofed it with the music video. I don't know if you had a chance to uh, no, I haven't seen that check out yet. the music video, but they paid tribute to the Ramones and they actually recreated a Ramones video for this song nice. so such oh my god when i listen to this song this to me just encapsulates what blink is all about and it feels like a spiritual sequel to first date to me first date rock show all their classic heavy hitting songs that you can think of 
that's what Dance With Me is on this album. To me, Dance With Me is the rock show on this album, is the first date on this yeah, album. Yeah. All the bangers that you think about that are staples in their set. Yeah. Dance With Me has to be a staple in their set. I will riot <laughs> moving <laughs> forward if it's not. Listen. It is so infectious. How could you definitely. not smile and rock out and obviously dance? Yeah. While listening to this song. And listen, for me personally, if bad news isn't a staple, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, to me, bad news is like Josie. You know, it's... Yeah, so good. It's got that It's got that type of feeling. Classic that, sound. That riff by Tom, amazing. And to, listen, I don't know about anybody else. I'm certain you listened to the deluxe edition of this album. Yes. I love Cut Me Off. Oh my gosh. Cut Me yes, Off and See You. Yes, let's get to it. Let's Cut get to it. Cut Me Off and See You are so good. The two bonus tracks, which I don't understand why they're bonus tracks. It's the same feeling that I had with Neighborhoods when they added Even If She Falls as a bonus track. I'm like, this isn't a bonus track. This is one of the best songs off this album. How could this be a bonus yeah, track? Yeah, definitely. And I feel the same way with Cut Me Off and See You. Not saying that they're the best songs on the album, but they are definitely worth getting a main spot on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, the 19 album tracklist should have been the standard release, Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. Because that's the one thing that really kills me about, of course I got the physical copies, I have the CD, I have the vinyl, but they don't have the two bonus tracks. Oh, they went the Olivia Rodrigo route. <sighs> <laughs> but Cut Me Off, you can have that song on repeat. It is infectious. And it's quick, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a two-minute song, but it's such a banger. It comes and goes, and by the time it's over, you just want to play it all over again. I feel that way for a lot of these songs. You know, you just want to listen to them on repeat yeah. all the time. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to this album since, you know, first listening to it. I mean, it's such an easy listen, but it's such an addictive listening as well. It is. It really is. I really think, like I said, I'm sticking to it. I know when it came to California, when it came to Nine, I had the recency bias at the time to just be super pumped that they were churning out any type of music. And not to say that those albums are bad and that I completely disregard those albums, but they, to me, I look at it as its own separate entity because going back to Tom's return really quick, this album's completely in a league of its own in comparison to what they've been putting out. And I could not be more excited for what's to come in the future and just excited to see a lot of these songs live. I mean, these songs are such bangers from front to back. Yes, we may have least favorites, but none of the songs on the album I would consider just a throwaway bad song. Yeah, exactly. You can tell that they really went all out into writing all of these songs and they went all out into making sure that each one was on the same level as the other. You know, I don't really see like... They all brought their best to the table. Everybody's skill set on this album shines. Exactly. And even when you do have least favorites, sometimes you can't even... You don't even realize you're doing it, but you can't help but to sing along. <laughs> yeah. with, even with your least favorites, you know? know. And the crazy part about it is, it's just because it's, you know, our least favorite doesn't mean that it's somebody else's favorite out there. Somebody out there right now could be in another state, another country, and they're like, well, fell in love or childhood. That's my favorite song off the album. And yeah, that exactly. just shows you the quality of the album and how good the album truly is, is that normally we do a top five favorite tracks off of the records that we review 
Eric goes, yeah, we're going to do our top five favorites, right? And I said, no, Eric, we're going to just switch it up and, and talk about standout tracks. And he's like, well, why would we do that? Why are we changing the format? And secretly, I didn't want to give anything away before we hopped on and recorded. But that's just because I couldn't pick top five I favorites. Figured. I figured that's I why it was. It. I figured. I do it, Eric. <laughs> I figured that's I what it was. <laughs> I figured that's what it was. It would take everything that I have in me to pick a, only a top five. I mean, you're Especially not kidding. Especially with the two bonus songs thrown You're not in kidding. There. You're not kidding. I already thought it was hard with the first 17. Now I got to yeah, choose top yeah. five from 19? No. I, and what's funny is like before, before coming here, like as I was making like my top five, I said to myself, it'd be nice to have a top 10, but then that would defeat the purpose. <laughs> that's like the entire exactly. album. Exactly. <laughs> that's like half the album. So then I was like, now I really have to torture myself picking only five. And the thing is, too, is I would be lying to you guys because I could choose a top five right now. And honestly, you can ask me the same question a month from now. It'll be different. <laughs> it could be completely different. <laughs> so it's I didn't want to waste anybody's time. It's funny because like when I, if we would have done a top five, I think I would have actually said... Yeah, this is my top five for now. It'll yeah, change yeah. later. <laughs> I mean, Eric, just for the record, you want to give some of your standouts? Anthem Part 3, Terrified, Bad News, You Don't Know What You've Got, Blink Wave, uh, Other Side, uh, See You. You know, come on. Like, those songs are definitely not just standouts and some of my favorites, but to me, they're some of the finest songs they've ever written. I mean... Jesus. And I know what I said about Fell in Love, but even though it's my least favorite, I can't help it's but It's still sing super along catchy, it. right? It is it's catchy. catchy. That's what I'm saying because when I first heard it too, I was underwhelmed. I'm like, okay, well, this is clearly the most lackluster. But then with repeated listens of the album, and as I said, I've been listening to this album on repeat since it came out, it's really grown on me because it's just super catchy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's hard not to sing along to it. Funny enough, initially I felt that way about Dance With Me. If you no, think about it. Not no. musically, lyrically. Lyrically, no. I was like... That could possibly be my number one for now. Lyrically, <laughs> lyrically, I just thought it was weird. The Olays? No, no, not the Olays. Well, oh, yes, okay. yes, the Olays. But just oh, the overall like message of the song, I'm like, this is a little strange. You know, just because like I wasn't sure if they were trying to do what they did with Matt on California, where they kind of tried to capture, like, recapture their youth in some songs, and it just came across as weird. No, this song is just super fun, super catchy, just yeah. a shot of adrenaline. That's what I'm saying. Like, the more I listened to it, I, I couldn't resist it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it, it felt like First Aid. It felt like Rock Show. Yep. It felt like those classic Take Off Your Pants and Jacket yep. uh, songs, which you know is my favorite album. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And... Before I knew it, I was like, you know what? Screw what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Just for me, a few standouts. Anthem Part 3, of course. Dance With Me, of course. Terrified. One More Time. You Don't Know What You've Got. Bad News. Other Side. Even the bonus track, Cut Me Off. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think I'll still be listening to this a year from now, for sure. I mean, come on. It's been... <laughs> It's been We've almost been waiting for this. It's been almost a month since it came out and I've been listening to it nonstop. In terms of where it would rank, I can't really tell you. Um, for other people, I can only speak for myself. Uh, I don't know if I should say it now in case we do a retrospective later on. Oh, so, maybe we should. So I'm gonna Cliffhanger I'm gonna, it, cliffhanger <laughs> it. <laughs> so to to be announced. But um I definitely think this will rank quite favorably among Blink yeah. fans because yeah, I agree 
And listen, I know we feel that way right now, but if we ever go to a, another Blink show again one day and we get the chance to see for ourselves what our fellow Blink fans are going to think, I mean, listen, that's going to be quite a day to hear those songs live and to just really take in the uh, the energy from the fans. But uh, listen, I think that for a first album back after a little more than a decade, I mean, they came back with full force, and I can only hope that uh, that the quality of their albums that are to come, or even EPs that are to come, are on this level, man. I really hope so. And I just want to congratulate the band, because not only was it Tom's big return, and that they released such an incredible album that what it seems like the majority has enjoyed, fans and critics alike... But One More Time became the band's third number one album on the Billboard 200 in the United States. That's I not mean, surprising. I mean, it, it is a hell of an album. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, shout outs, I mean, of course, I want to shout out Travis for wearing multiple hats around this album cycle. And not just as a musician, but as a person, you know, he really he's the one that didn't give up on either side. He kept his connection to Tom and Mark alive very well. And musically, I mean, come on, he produced the album, he took Jerry Finn's lessons, which, shout out to him as well, you know, rest in peace, and, you know, his, his spirit is very much still felt within the band, and he's very much missed, but he took all of Jerry's lessons and really applied them to this album very well, and, of course, his drumming and his singing, you know, top performance, and, of course, uh, it wouldn't be me if I didn't do this, I want to just give a shout out to Matt Skiba for, you know, keeping things together while Tom was out of the band and for doing an amazing job while he was part of the band. It, it takes a really big person to know, um, you know, what his role is and what his limits are. And he always knew what his role was from the first day and he did it very well, knew when to step to the side. And I just want to say shout out to him, shout out for his service, to his musical contributions, and welcome back, guys. Welcome back, and we hope that you're here to stay for good, and we hope to hear more from you. I mean, hell yeah. This was just a taste, but come on, I, I need more. Hell yeah. And with all of that being said, you guys, we want to know how you guys felt about listening to One More Time for the first time. And since you've listened to it, what tracks have grown on you? What are some of your favorite tracks? What's your least favorite track? We want to know it all, you guys. So please head on over to musicmattersmedia.com and let us know over there. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Music Matters Media. And thank you for hanging with us on our 100th episode of the Music Matters Media show. Let's give it up. Let's give it up. Quite a milestone, man. Yes. And thank you guys for joining us for it. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We are so happy to be back. And we can't wait to round this year out with some other episodes that we have in the pipeline. So please stay tuned for those. And we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>